0: betting preview podcast from pregame.com pregame.com broadcasting straight from the las vegas strip
1: vegas baby
0: with your host rj bell i saw him on espn
1: can i call marco daddy vr seems wild
0: Colts at Titans, Thursday night NFL. Marco, who do you like and why? Well, I'm going to have a slight lean to the Indianapolis Colts here. This is, you've got to pick your poison. You've got Tennessee that's lost five straight. You've got the Indy Colts, believe it or not, have lost four of their last five. But if you dig deeper into these games, Indianapolis, 12 turnovers in the last three games, 11 of them by Peyton by interceptions. I don't see that happening. And even with the way they've played, as bad as they've played, they've managed, except the San Diego game, to make comebacks in the games because of their offense in Peyton. And Tennessee's just having trouble scoring. All right, so what I'm hearing is
1: the Colts, the short-term results are being uh, overcompensated for, and thus it's a simple, slight value play for you. People are thinking too short, short-term on the Colts, thus there's value on the Colts.
0: There is. I mean, I can tell you, that come Thursday, the Colts are going to be the popular side because people just, you know, they're not going to abandon Peyton. And Tennessee's playing so bad. Well, I see. I would say if if Indy were playing
1: a good, you know, the Colts. If Indy were, was playing, or if Indy were playing the Pats again. Now that line was what three and a half mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago. That line's what? Six, six and a half today, right? Oh, absolutely. They're going in opposite directions. And, and the Pats are getting the money. Right. But the fact of the matter is, Tennessee looks worse than Indy. So if you can both kind of say, well, Peyton's going to turn it around and be fading even a worse team in the last four or five weeks, then I think it's a lot easier to believe in Peyton than if, he had a, you know, if, if the Colts were going to Pittsburgh or something else.
0: Two points with Tennessee is they said... They've only scored six points in their last two games. They've played Jacksonville and Houston in the last two games. Those are not defensive juggernauts by any means. Uh, One of those. So you're saying
1: not only, and this is what we call going inside the box score. You're saying not only do you look at the fact that
0: Tennessee hasn't really been scoring, but they've been playing teams they should be scoring against they should now I'll go back 2 weeks they did play with a third string quarterback 2 weeks ago so you can you know dismiss that one but last week with Kerry collins back 6 points I mean points. from
1: guys who actually watched the film of this are telling me he looked horrible yeah. I mean this has been almost you know this has been almost uh, you know over a calendar year since he was benched and, I mean, this guy was old, you know, back two years ago when they had the good year and stepped on the terrible towel. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how many of you guys Well, that's know the that. curse.
0: That's what did me. Well, it's
1: really funny. Mm-hmm. My, uh, You know, I had just met my wife. Uh, well, no, it was the first time she went back to Ohio with me, which was an hour outside of Pittsburgh where I grew up. And uh, on the Culture channel... F- shock
0: for her. <laughs> on the Channel 4
1: News, they had... People interviewed after Tennessee stepped on the towel, and they're going, it's like stepping on the baby Jesus
0: they were saying. She's like, what are they talking about? But really, Tennessee hasn't done much since. No, and another another problem that's going on with Tennessee right now is, you know, Jeff Fisher's been a coach there forever. But there are some rumblings that he may be losing this team. I mean – a lot of people did like Vince Young. But the owner seems to be disconnected with him, too, because he's a Vince Young guy, right. the owner. So, you know, we've seen how that plays out with what happened earlier in the year with Dallas and with Minnesota, how it looks like the team had quit. And then, you know, so I'm going to go with Indianapolis, but it's not a real strong vote. because The only reason for me is it's almost too automatic for me to take Peyton in this game. And I don't like to take what I call automatic-type plays.
1: Because if it's too obvious for you, it probably, there might be a trap in there. Now, let me, let, let's dig a little deeper into Collins because it's, it's too easy to say, okay, I, you know, if you would have told me last year, mid-year when they were, Tennessee had that bad start, if you would have told me Collins or Vince Young, I would have said Collins. This is a savvy veteran, great year last year. I would
0: agreed with you.
1: But. From what you've seen, has there been a major change in Collins, either through the injuries or his age, where he's not that same quarterback right now?
0: I would say he's probably 75 or 80% of the quarterback he was two years
1: ago. So you saw a a real drop-off. Now let's talk about the Colts and how historic this losing has been for them. In Manning's entire career, they've lost three straight games only seven times. So this is historic stuff, not to mention a team that's made the playoffs, what, every year, I think, since 2001. They're in a different situation right now. Now, the question is, is the lack of Tony Dungy, is 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 maybe Dungy not getting the credit in hindsight that he deserves? Because it was always like, well, the, you know, Dungy wasn't super popular at Tampa Bay, and then the year after he's gone, Caldwell gets him, what, 13 or 14-0, and 0, whatever it ended up being. And then... The, then the question becomes, you know, Bill Simmons has the theory that whenever you lose a coach, it's the second and the third year that you really see it the most, that, that they kind of run on momentum that first year. Do you think maybe this is the first time recently
0: without dungie their backs against the wall and maybe Caldwell's not up for it? Well, you know, you're always going to take a look at the top and point to Caldwell, but Really, if you look at this Indianapolis team, there's two glaring problems. They've had a ton of injuries this year that's hurt the offense, and they've had no running game at all. And I don't care but how hasn't good that, you, Couldn't you have said the same thing about, about Indy for the last five years? With no running game? They still had a minimal running game. I mean, this year they've got nothing. And Peyton just can't go back there and throw the ball 40, 50 times a game.
1: How are you looking at the short week? Every Thursday, we've got to remember to overtly consider this is an NFL team that's traveling, the Colts in this case, on a very short week.
0: The road team's always at a disadvantage, but this is the least disadvantage that you can have because they're playing a division rival. They play that team twice a year. So preparation time, you pretty much already know your opponent, so that's going to help in your game planning. But it's still, you know, a disadvantage, but not as severe if you were playing somebody you never play. All
1: right. So before you give your projection, let's assume you think the Colts are not fundamentally super flawed. Clearly they're flawed somewhat, but, you know, super flawed maybe. It will be a new <laughs> term. Colts are 7-0-1 on Thursday. So they're, they're familiar. And, again, even though there's a new coach, relatively new, this, the system's in place And they're 10-3-1 on the road. They travel well. They play well in these quirky Thursday games. If you don't believe there's something fundamentally wrong with the Colts, I think the Colts are the play. If you think there is, it's probably a pass because I don't like this Tennessee team at all. What's your projection?
0: Well, I've got it 27-23 Indianapolis, which, you know, basically the line right now is at 3.5. So if we get to four, I don't think there's any value. A, you know, three and a half. I'm still going to look to Indianapolis as a lean. As a lean,
1: right, I'm going to give an opinion here. I'm going to make this simple. I like simple stuff. I think that if you have a complicated mind and you can eliminate all the complication and get down to simplicity as a handicapper, that's great. You know, I think I can remember years ago, back when Humphreys was the Chargers' quarterback, and I just got. A, I I was handicapping really deep at that point, and I really loved. The Chargers, and they were undervalued, I thought, the whole year. I think I bet them every week. And if I remember, they went you know 10-3 and 3 whenever I was betting them. I think sometimes a team's undervalued, you play them. You're getting a couple points because they're undervalued. Sometimes it's that simple. This is a series these teams play twice a year. Same system in, in Indy, as we talked about. Same coach in Tennessee for a long time. They've gone under 9 of 10 times. So to me, I'm just leaning under. Unless you give me a reason not to, and especially because we're talking Collins down, these teams match up in a way that goes under, why not? Unless the line's been hugely adjusted, and I'm looking at 46, 46 with Collins? Yeah. I like
0: in a team that's hardly scored on offense? Well, you still have that, st- you know, when people think of Indianapolis, they think of high scoring. They were in a high scoring game last week with Dallas, so that's where you're getting the number at.
1: I like the under. Okay. All right, now it's your turn to continue the conversation in the comments section with Marco and me. And next up, we're going to be talking, oh, wow, a last college football game before the bowl season, Navy versus Army. For the best deals from trusted sportsbooks, visit pregameaction.com. For free, real-time odds, lines, and scores, visit pregamelines.com. Navy versus Army. This is my best bet. We got a Saturday college football once again. And we're going to give you a $10 coupon code in this video also. But, Marco, question. I usually like to take the lead when I, it's my best bet. But this is a subtle, I have a, not even a subtle handicapping this game. It's just such a basic clear handicap. So maybe I'll lead with it and then we can get deeper into the game. Both these teams run the triple option. It's a quirky offense that teams will go a whole, whole year without seeing, a couple years. But they see it every year, and they run it you know, against it in practice, head-to-head. To, head. to me, that's accounted for a little bit in the total, but it's not enough. People don't realize how important this is. Imagine if you're playing basketball and you've got a rim that's bent. It's always your advantage because you're playing on it all the time. Same thing here. And the stats back it up. This game has gone under, this series has gone under four straight. I think this is one of those plays where everything else washes out and the fact they both run the triple option makes the under have strong value. I'm going to project it out right now. I got Navy 27-20. That's going under fairly significantly. That's my video best bet of the week. So first, what do you think of that?
0: Well, it's a good point, but I'll take it even a step farther. You talked about, you know, seeing it every day in practice. So you know how to defend it. That's an advantage for stopping it. But the one thing that you you didn't talk about, these teams haven't played for three weeks. The triple option is all timing. All right, so both teams have had three weeks off leading up to this. Right, and this game is always the last Saturday, but normally it's that championship Saturday. It's actually a week later this year, and it's a situation that I think they're going to come out that first quarter. And the timing's timings off.
1: I like my bet even more. I love that point. Plus, and one of the things I'm sure you'll touch on, this is a very intense rivalry, which usually tends towards defense.
0: It does, and the Army team, you got max motivation with this team this year. One, they are going to a bowl game, but the seniors on this team have never beaten Navy. The seniors right, so Navy, on this team- Navy
1: has actually won eight straight in this series. That's the longest in the history of this series, and it goes way back. And it's been by an average score of 36-9. to nine.
0: So they're outscoring them by 27 points and one eight in a row. Well, the last three years that this year's edition of seniors are, have partaked in, six total points. Do you think they ever say, you guys got a game Saturday? They
1: say, yes, we're going to partake in some action. <laughs> <laughs> what a guy. All right, so well, they, they've scored six total points. Six so total so points clearly you years. like Navy here. No,
0: I, I, I don't. I, th- I, I, think, ju- I know you're a contrarian. I am a contrarian. I think Army comes to play this you know this year. They've got the Now they just changed to the navy style of offense in the last you know last year or two. So they you know you can't beat them, join them. So you're saying Army prior prior
1: to they a couple ran, of years they ago ran
0: they, they ran an they ran an option offense, but they they're mirroring Navy's now.
1: Okay, so it went from being similar to identical or almost identical. Okay,
0: so it sounds like you, so you're saying you like Army because of motivation. What else? This is a team that you know they've played well this year. Throw out that last game against Notre Dame because you know it was Notre Dame, a little bit of bigger physical team, and they just became bowl eligible the week before. Now
1: both teams are bowl eligible, and both teams had three weeks off, so that's it's almost like they have two bowl games. Three weeks for this one, and then how? Heck, they'll probably have less than three weeks because yeah, uh, you know because yeah. they're probably playing really early both right. teams. So, and I, I know it's been decided. I haven't looked who you know exactly which bowl each of these teams are in, but that's an interesting dynamic. So, let me ask you this question: I've never seen it before. Three weeks off in the regular season, and then weeks and weeks off to the bowl. How does that affect your handicap? You already made a good point. <coughs> excuse me, which is. The offense might have a little timing off, and that's a point you'll make about the bowls and stuff too. What
0: else? For me, I'm not looking beyond today. I'm looking at this game for Saturday, and I think that it actually benefits Army because they are the team that is the underdog. They're the team with something, you know, to... Prove, Navy might, because they even though this is a huge rivalry, and I don't want to diminish how much of so a rivalry. So let's just say Navy's going to be really motivated, but Army might have a
1: little fever pitch too. Right.
0: Navy would be more looking to the ball, I think, because it's a, you know, it's a, it, that's their thing. But I don't think they're looking to the ball. That's the thing. We don't want to try to
1: f- fit a square peg into a round hole. Are you, you don't think Navy's looking ahead, do you?
0: This is, this is the deal. most important game for both teams. It is, every year under schedule. Can't, can't dismiss that. But I think motivational-wise, it's more in the Army side. Now, Navy, I, I can accept that. Navy is 3-13 and 13 ATS
1: as a favor. So, <clears throat> you got to excuse me, I've been getting off a cold here. But the fact of the matter is, that makes sense. Navy's considered a team that's going to be a good underdog. They're going to really play hard when they're overmatched. And it, it, in this case, the trend backs it up. When they're laying points, they don't do particularly well.
0: And that goes to the point that their defense generally has been weak. They score a lot of points, but their defense has been weak. But in this series, that hasn't been the case because they've dominated, you know, Army in recent years. I'm going to pose a last question,
1: and then we'll give our coupon. And I'm going to make this for the, I'll go out to camera, the long shot, Dustin. This is a question for the forum out there. Remember, you can go to pregameforms.com, and uh, we have all kind of conversations. <clears throat> Army is 4 of 21 ATS off a of buy. Why? Did you get that right? Yeah, I did that. So I'm going to turn back to you, Marco. Why? I don't know if you've got an answer. I don't, but I tell you, you would think you've got a diligent, if you're in the armed forces, you're diligent. You're not going to get distracted. Is there potentially something about their commitments to the armed forces that when they do have a buy like this, that they have so many other things to do that maybe they're not fully prepping? Maybe, I don't know. That's what I'm asking. That's what collective IQ is for. 4 of 21 is extreme. Buys are supposed to be where you do better, you know, ATS. 421 is crazy. Does
0: anything jump out at you? It it doesn't, I mean, because general theory is when you have more time to prepare, you're better prepared and I mean I mean we've talked about and we'll
1: talk about it actually this week you know is is reading at the Eagles is like you know, undefeated off a of buy you know buys your that's a handicapping factor four and twenty one makes you think there's something about this army team and and the process they go through, and again, maybe someone out there knows okay. all right, so we give a coupon every week in our videos we give a coupon, and this week we're giving
0: it. Go. Simple coupon. The word win, because that's what we all love to do, and the number 10. Just type in win.